Hello, and welcome to this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. I'm your host, Chris Swain, here with Robbie Gallaty, the pastor of Long Hollow Baptist Church, founder and president of Replicate Ministries. Today on the podcast, we are covering the fourth and final part of our book, Replicate. And what we've been doing each week, just as a recap, is we've been kind of walking through the four different sections of the book. And the idea is to provide an overview. And and if you never get the book, you're still going to learn something from this podcast. But obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, we feel like this book was written specifically for you as part of this uh, disciple-making crowd. And part four, we talked last week about the process of disciple-making, I would say, is the capstone of the book. It gives you all of the things you need to effectively make disciples in your context. But part four is crucial. And I think it's crucial for every single individual who might be reading the book. So whether you're a pastor or a layperson, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or a businessman, you need to know how to gauge whether or not you are uh, growing and maturing and making disciples the way Jesus called you to do so. And so a few years ago, um, several years ago, you got to connect with Will Mancini, if I'm, if I'm uh, correct. Yeah. And, and you kind of talk through just the process of helping people understand what spiritual growth looks like, because the metrics in the past have been pretty rocky. Mm-hmm. So just, just as a, a just as a quick overview, the title of this podcast, the product of disciple making is also the title of part four of our book, and it's several chapters, uh, about six or seven chapters, and and it's walking you through that practical process of how to gauge spiritual growth. Because think about that. That is a very strange question. How do you gauge, how do you measure spiritual growth? Yeah. And if I ask you if you're growing spiritually, would you say, uh, I'm an eight out of 10. Would you say I'm doing really well? I mean, what, I don't even know how to answer that if I don't have some type of metric. Well, and normally what we say is how many people have you led to the Lord in your lifetime? Right. Or even last week. Sure. <laughs> and most, uh, I think the statistic is what 80% don't do that. Yeah. So 80% fail right out the gate. If that's the only metric, uh, what's your church attendance? Mm. How committed are you to life group? How committed are you to a discipleship? Outside of that, most people don't have a metric for gauging success. So that's how we created this. Uh, I was in a discipleship group. I was about to launch the group. Believe it or not, I have a, I have a diagram of uh, the group I was launching hmm. uh, and, and what that group was looking like. And I talked about at the beginning of this section how one group of five in one generation grew to 30 people. Boom. One generation. Okay. Doesn't always happen like that, but mine did. Yeah. And I have the actual names of the group. And in that group, when I started it, one of the guys right out the gate, he was a contractor. He was uh, a guy who thought with numbers and outlines and projects. And he said, Hey, let me ask you a question. How do you know if we're growing? Like what is the metric you're using to determine if this group is effective, if we're making progress or we're just sitting here learning more information and man, it caused me to pause because he always said, Robbie, you're saying we need a new scorecard. What is the scorecard? And so what I did is I went to the drawing board and started to look through the New Testament. And I started to ask the question, what was Jesus looking for 
in the disciples he was raising up. What were the qualities and the virtues and the characteristics if you can reduce them down to a few? Now, there's a lot of them, we know, but if you would reduce them down to a few, we actually have come up with five, okay? Five, what we call marks of a disciple, um, M-A-R-C-S, Okay. So it's misspelled if you're just looking at the word marks, but it's yeah. spelled well, that it's way for a reason. No, it's French. It's French. Mark, Marcus, Jean Marc. You know? uh, no. Uh, and we could have went K, but we'd have to yeah. go with a Greek word, koinonia, which yeah. is community. But we didn't That's want to. going to throw that. some people off, though, honestly. Yeah. So <laughs> we went with the M A R C S. And the reason we did that is because we wanted to make it memorable. Okay. So let me just tell you where we are here. One of the reasons we have this scorecard is to help you do two things. Number one, if you're a disciple maker, which we all are, if you listen to this podcast, and the fact that you're here shows that's who you are, okay? The fact that you're on the journey with us and the fact that you found this podcast shows that the grace of God in your life has led you to a place where you're saying, man, I want more. I don't want right. to be satisfied with conversions. I'm not satisfied with decisions. I'm not satisfied with information and transactional ministry. I want a transformative, replicating ministry. Okay, so the fact that you're here shows that. But here's here's how we figure this out. What we found out is if you use this as an individual, you can gauge the growth of your people that you're discipling. Okay, and so I'm asking myself throughout my discipleship group, are my individual members growing into the M? How well is Chris doing the A? How well is Chris at the R? Okay. Another way to use it, Chris, is if you're a church leader, yeah. then basically you can use this to gauge the health of your church and your groups as a whole. Okay. Right. So why don't we get into it, Chris? And uh, we'll just kind of run through. We'll get one yeah. or two before the break. Well, let's do that. And, and keep in mind that you know, this book is written for everybody. So one of the things that I think you, you're challenged with when you're writing a book to the church is, is this for church leaders or is this for individuals? And I would, we wrote it thinking of both of those two groups of people. So when I look through the marks, the first question I have to ask is, am I being missional? How am I being accountable? Yeah, the M is missional. Yeah, and then we want to take those questions and we want to multiply those into our discipleship group. So if I'm leading a discipleship group, I'm asking the others in that group. And then if I'm leading a life group, we're rolling out these metrics in our life group. And if I'm leaving, leading a ministry, I'm helping my leaders and my people see it. So just like everything we teach, we want it to be reproducible. Yeah. And so if it's going to be reproducible, it's got to transcend just the leader level. So you're going to benefit from this regardless of where you're at ministry, regardless of where you're at um, as a believer. But the beauty of this is there are, it's very difficult to gauge success without some tangible metrics at times. So like you said before, how much is, how's my giving? How is my, am I praying? Am I attending? Am I uh, seeing conversions in my life? Am I a part of this group? What's my attendance in that group like? All of those metrics at some point in the church shifted from the business world into the church world. Yeah. And, and as a church, we've said, okay, this is how we are going to say we are successful. And there's a lot of, a, a lot of things that make sense there. I mean, if you're not bringing in enough funds to do ministry, you, you, you're going to fail, right? At yep. the same time, I can think of a lot of guys, specifically missionaries who were broke and potentially destitute, who made a huge impact for God. 
Yeah. So I would never look at those individuals and say, and I think a great example here, and, and then we'll get to the break, and then after that we'll kind of break these down. A great example here is Moses. Think about Moses. Spent his life leading the people, incredible leader, and he stood and looked over the Jordan and never got to cross in, right? But he's later – That's right. He, but later he's standing at the Mount of Transfiguration with the other leaders, and no one's going to look at Moses and say, oh, he's a failure. You know what I'm saying? And, and so that's one of the ways that I think we have to say, yes, there are certain metrics that make more sense to our uh, business-minded uh, folks that are business mindset, but then there are other metrics that make sense to just the idea that I am a believer following Jesus and what does that mean for my life? And that's what I think these types of metrics that we've mapped out, you've actually mapped this all out, look through the scripture to see and identified some key things that the disciples did that we can emulate. So let's, uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. So we're talking about our book, Replicate. Over the last few decades, American churches have produced plenty of converts, but not as many mature believers. And so studies show the majority of Christians don't even understand the basics of faith. But how do you tackle such a big problem? We wrote Replicate to address that issue, to help people see how they can create a culture of disciple-making right where you are. You can go to replicatebook.com, replicatebook.com, and get free immediate access to the first two parts of the book, over 100 free pages of content. You can download it right now. You can grab our free Jesus Commands poster, which is a really cool layout of all the things Jesus commanded his disciples to do. And then you can start the Healthy Church Challenge for free. And then, of course, you can pre-order the book at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, ChristianBook.com, Apple Books, wherever books are sold. Check out replicatebook.com to find out more information. And we're back talking about part four of the book Replicate, and each of these chapters, and so one of the things that we need to point out is, in the past, you have written a book called Marks of a Disciple, and this is a, it was kind of a shorter book, but it kind of navigated through these. What we've done with this book, though, in Replicate, we've taken some of that content, and we've adjusted it, we've updated it, and we've, we've kind of made it like the rest of the book, shorter chapters, easy, bite-sized information as you walk through. But let's just, for those listening, help break down each of these five things in the time that we've got left in a way that's practical and can help them understand why these are so critical to the life of a believer. Yeah. All right. So the first one is missional. And if you notice, we didn't call it evangelistic. It could have been the irks of a disciple. Yeah. We, did, <laughs> we decided not to go with the arcs of the disciples. The Eric's of it, yeah. <laughs> it would have been E-A-R-C-S, but we went with missional, and here's why. It's subtle, but it's big. Uh, to be evangelistic, for many people, they think that's an event. That is something they sign up for. That's a Monday night outreach. That's a place you go. That's a thing you do. Right. Missional living is more of living on mission as a missionary in your right. own hometown. And obviously there's more to the chapter, but mm. as you read that, we're trying to get across to you. We want you to go to the same places mm. at the same time to see the same people to yeah. share the gospel. Why? To build relationships, not as projects, yeah. but as friendships. Which is a huge shift from the typical focus on evangelism. Evangelism these days is invite your friend to come hear me present the gospel. And here's a big event where you're going to hear someone who specializes in sharing the gospel. 
Yeah. It's taking it away from the disciple and putting it in the hands of specific leaders. We're saying, no, that's not what Jesus taught. And I think one of the things that's a, an underline in the book that's so good, success in evangelism is in the sharing, not the saving. Mm-hmm. We don't save people. So we can't celebrate a success that we have saved anyone. We can celebrate the success that we've obeyed Jesus in sharing the gospel. And then God does the saving. And that's what's so great about how God uses us to to reach and make disciples. Yeah. All right. The second one is the A, accountable. And basically what we're talking about here is this is kind of the, the secret sauce, if you will, of discipleship. It is holding people accountable. Now, normally people think accountability involves Bible study. Uh, it involves uh, scripture memory, which it does, and showing up for groups, which it does. But it's also accountability to live uh, as Christ loved the church before your spouse. Uh, it's also disciple, holding you accountable to disciple your kids. It's yes. also holding you accountable to share your faith and live on mission. You know, a lot of the people listening would say, well, what about sharing the gospel? When are we going to reach people and lead people to Jesus? And our pushback to that is we definitely want to do that. But if you're a leader in the church, how do you measure that outside of a discipleship group where you're holding people accountable? Right. And, and what we're saying is the very thing you're looking for is that discipleship group. And accountability scares people because it's been a negative connotation. But the reality is when, when we're talking about accountability here, we're trying to push people towards, and we have this in the book, underlined devotion, not duty. Mm-hmm. devotion, not dude. We're trying to build up our love and passion for Jesus and following and obeying him. Not some sort of, uh, you know, over legalistic duty to God. You know, we want to follow and obey him because we love him. And so that's the accountability. How do we help each other follow Jesus? Not how do we scorn each other for not doing what we're supposed to do. And by the way, here's a little secret of this. We didn't create these, like, like you probably say, man, this is really cool. How'd y'all come up with the marks of a disciple? Uh, Jesus actually gave it to us in the Great Commission, by the way. And yeah. so every section of the march starts with the Great Commission taken apart. So the missional aspect is from the first part, go, therefore. Right. The accountable aspect is teach them to observe everything I've commanded you. How are you going to do that? Through accountability. Okay. Mm-hmm. The third one, which is reproducible, is make disciples. Go, therefore, right. and make disciples. There is this reproduction aspect, this replication aspect. Here's what we want you to see here. If you're in the discipleship process and you're not creating Christ's followers that you have replicated from your investment, then you're not making disciples in the way Jesus envisioned. Okay. And I know that seems a little harsh, but you got to think about it. If you're not reproducing yourself into the life of another person, that's not discipleship. I don't, I mean, that's, meeting time and information sharing, and that's all good. But the goal is replication. So here's the thing I want you to see. The discipleship process is never complete until the mentee becomes a mentor or the player now becomes a coach. Okay. And so you're trying to raise up people who can there, who can then replicate what Mm -hmm. you've done with them. Yeah. And that's from the make disciples part. Yes. Number four, the, this is from the baptism section. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's the C, which is communal. Right. You are actually inviting people into a community of faith mm-hmm. to live communally 
with other believers. And basically this is where, and this is a big one, think about this. This is where we live out our one another's. Right. Where else, Chris, can you live out the one another's of the Bible? And believe me, there are many of them. And by the way, if you, if you pre-order the book or order the book, I think in general, yeah. you can get a free copy of this one another poster that we put mm -hmm. together for you, yeah. which has the 50 something one another's in the Bible. Yes, it's the commands of Christ. Actually, it's actually uh, several. And one of the cool things is, you know, we, we mentioned this when it comes to community. You can't grow outside of biblical community. Mm, that's true. We, we said it's, it's one of the statements that we make. It's a pretty bold statement. It's impossible to grow as a Christian apart from the community of faith. And the example that we use is how Jesus grew in the community of faith and how he grew the community of faith from the get-go. Yep. You know, he could have came and said, you know what, I'm not going to, get 12 guys. I'm not going to invest in a, a body of believers. I'm going to just go around, tell everyone who I am and tell them the, tell them the God, share the gospel. And then I'm going to, I'm going to die for everyone's sins. But he didn't do that. He invested his life in people and he emulated that model for us and told his disciples to do the same. And so communals is huge. There, there are a lot of people today like, you know, I don't need church. I don't need this accountability. I don't need life groups, small groups, Sunday school, whatever. And the reality is that's the very first step. That statement is the very first step to say, I don't want to grow. I don't need to grow, <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, because growth happens in biblical community. Well, and here's the thing. We don't have to convince anyone right now of the need for and the value of community mm. after we have ventured into this coronavirus season. Why? That's right. right? People are dying for community. I yeah. love what Moody said. Uh, we quote him in the book. He says, church attendance is as vital to a disciple as a transfusion of rich, healthy blood to a sick man. Mm. It is the very lifeblood that sustains the Christian. And so that's the, the fourth one. The fifth and final one right. is no surprise here. It's at the end of the Great Commission. He says, teaching them to observe or obey what? Chris, you remember this? Teaching them to observe or obey my commands. Oh, not my commands. All that I have commanded, everything. All that I have commanded. I may have been using a different version everything. there. Yeah, that's the, that's the CSV, the Chris Chris Standard Version. Yeah, that's not the <laughs> CSV. All I have commanded you. And that's one of the reasons we did that Jesus Commands poster. It's like, what are the commands? Yeah, I said it was a one another. It's actually a command poster that you get. That's right, that's but right. Here, but here's the thing. The S is scriptural. And you would think that's that's kind of a glaring, you know, thing. I mean, why why you have to write that down? But the reality is there are some discipleship ministries and some ministries in general out there yeah. that want you to go through everything but the Bible. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't say that. They wouldn't they say that. Provide so many workbooks, you don't have time for the Bible. <laughs> right. There's there's a lot of great books about the Bible. There's a lot of great resources that quote the Bible. But to actually go through the Bible to feed yourself and then hear from God, not through a third party or someone else. So what we're saying is we're not saying you shouldn't buy books or resources. Obviously, Replicate is one. What we're saying is don't read other resources at the expense of your time with God through the Bible. Now, there's three disciplines we give you in this book, which I think are gold yeah. to the individual believer. Uh, and these are three disciplines we say that every single believer should be doing every all the time, right? And that is reading the Bible daily, yeah. journaling, journaling the Bible consistently, mm -hmm. and memorizing the Bible weekly.
That's the three disciplines around the yeah. Bible that every Christian should do. Journal, read the Bible daily, journal the Bible consistently, and memorize the Bible weekly. Well, and, and to wrap up as we're closing here, the marks of a disciple are critical, but one of the things I don't want people to miss too is we have seven appendices in this book. And normally I wouldn't mention the appendix. The appendix is not something that is usually a big win in a book, but we included seven because every single one is, it could be another chapter of the book. And in essence, they serve as additional chapters. What is the first discipleship group meeting look like? Uh, Spiritual journey inventory, sample D group covenant, foundations 260 old Testament. We give you the full plan. The new Testament, we give you the full plan, a condensed list of Christ's commands in the book itself. And how do you disciple next gen? That's that's a big one. A whole chapter. That could have been a whole chapter. Actually, it is a chapter. It is. I mean, discipling the the next generation, multiple pages on, on all of that content, because again, we wanted you to have all the answers you need when you walk away from this book or when you finish reading this book and then continue to be able to go back to it as a resource. So we're grateful that you've been listening along and following uh, the podcast. We're grateful that you've been interested in. And so when we made this book, we really did it. I would say first and foremost, almost as a a little bit of a love letter to our podcast listeners, because Mm -hmm. this is the type of content that, that uh, you've been uh, listening to and, and this kind of consolidates and brings it all together and brings in some new material that you have. Here's what it is. Have you ever listened to the podcast and you think, man, there's over a hundred episodes. Mm-hmm. How in the world can I go through 20 minutes times a hundred? It'd take me forever to learn. I wish I had it in a handy book where I can reference at will. There you go. Well, that is what Replicate is. And well, by the way, this is our final podcast. I was going to say. For the that, Making Disciples season or chapter one. This is essentially season one, if you will. Uh, believe it or not, we just crossed the half million downloads mark. God. That is boggling my mind, by the way. Half a million, not quarter, half a million. Half a million people have downloaded our podcast and over a hundred episodes. We have talked about all of the facets of discipleship. And so we are about to turn the ship. Yes. Same title, same podcast. If you're subscribed, stay subscribed. Same people. We're going to move into a new phase of the podcast with a new focus. And I am very excited about it. I think now that you've gotten the basics of how to make disciples, you pick up the book, replicate, you've got the content you need. Now, the question is, what do you go through and how do you study God's word and how do you really connect with who Jesus is and understand him in the light of uh, really a lot of the different things that you've talked about um, uh, kind of in our Wednesday night at Long Hollow. And, uh, and so all, all that to say, the podcast content will shift and I'm excited about that shift. Uh, it'll be a few weeks. You'll get the first uh, first episode of that, and it, it'll continue on. It'll be like episode 107, 108, so you don't have to make any changes to what you're subscribing to or downloading. It'll be right here, Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, but the content's going to shift, and I think you're going to be excited to have it and share it with someone else. So even right now, if you love the podcast, text a friend, tell them to check it out, download it, and as always, go and give us a rating if you wouldn't mind. We've got a ton of ratings. Thank you for those who have done that, and believe it or not, we've got five stars. Wow. This is a five-star with 200-plus with, wow. uh, reviews, um, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Thanks, as always, for joining us, and we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty. If you don't mind, take a moment to subscribe and share the podcast. You can find out more about disciple making, resources related to disciple making, and our customized training on our website at replicate.org.